This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> we actually went, Bach. That's right. And we got to see the man. The Vince, Vince McMahon, the, Vince McMahon. the Vinster. <laughs> He's in more trouble, though. Have you seen that? Oh, recently? I have not seen yeah. it. He's but getting in trouble behind the scenes. What is he just becoming one of those old fogies that just is... Well, it's... it's what's going on? Vince McMahon's in trouble because uh, this was like over like a 15-year period. He was having uh, multiple affairs or escapades, oh I suppose, uh, with people who worked in WWE, which is obviously yes, yeah, a no bueno, not good. Uh, Me too didn't help that. No, so he's uh, they're trying to break down whether he, like he's going to be really in trouble if they got paid through WWE like more because obviously they were uh, linked to him. So that's hindering. Um, but he's uh, he's so they've got money, but they're they're trying to figure out now if they got money as a result of. Uh, you know, blackmail. Oh, going on there, so. it's a mess. You. It's a oh, mess. Yeah. Trouble. Don't say nothing, as Bernie Mac would say. Um, at the end of the day, Bach, we're here on the block every day, four to six. You can find us again on Twitch. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and dang there every platform that's out there right now. But always subscribe. Also, also get those notifications. You can also tap in on ninety three point seven FM. The app. You can also find us there. All of the wonderful shows that come on here on a regular basis, even the athlete shows that here for our Husker programming. Uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. And we're just grateful to be able to be here and talk to you guys. And for you to talk to us on the Sarder Heyman text line at 402-464-5685, as well as we love your calls on the Honda of Lincoln hotline whenever you want to chime in. This may be a chimer. This may be one to chime in on. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but a lot of things have been going on right now as far as media day is approaching. And we got, what, about another week before yeah. we uh, have uh, Big Ten football media days. There's been a few players that have been selected from the Nebraska Cornhusker football squad to be able to attend this media day. Those three players at this point are Mr. Newsom, Mr. Vokalek, and Mr. Nelson. So we have multiple representatives from the defensive side of the ball, and there's you know maybe speculation or question as to why that is the case. Are the Bones, the black shirts, are they the ones that are the mainstay for Nebraska football right now, being that we don't know what the offense is going to present? There is no Adrian Martinez, so we don't know what's going on, but there is a tight end who has been one of the mainstays of the Nebraska offense, one of the focal points of the Nebraska offense. You just asked asked the big fella, uh, Mr. Allen, who benefited well from all of those wonderful deep down the seam and 
great catches that he made in the red zone, so forth and so. Well, they didn't really use him as much. They should have used him in the red, in the red zone, zone a little more, yeah. But anyway, those are the three players that have been selected. So, Boxster, I want to ask a question, though. Starter Heyman text line, I want to ask a question. Honda Lincoln hotline, I want to hear from a caller today. Four, six, uh, well, got to say the 402, but we all know it's Nebraska's 402. Yeah. We haven't expanded like Dallas has got 682, 4, uh, 682, 417, all these different ones. We haven't gotten that far yet. But 402, 464, 5685 is where you can find us to talk about this subject. Bach, would you look at this as a way to determine if these are going to be your leaders and captains, uh, the ones that, you know, normally a quarterback would find his way that they'd want to talk to them. So does this mean that these guys are the ones that are going to be the more vocal points? Uh, is it to take pressure off of, uh, you know, uh, Casey Thompson maybe to not have to address probably a lot of the stuff that's going on uh, when you go to these Big Ten media days? So, um or is it that the quarterback stuff is kind of topsy-turvy still and moving? it's still kind of – yeah, so how would you view this or what would be your speculation or thought on that? I would love to have somebody in here to talk more about it, personally, what they think, but I want to hear from you, Bob. Well, it's interesting. You know, I think if you ha- if you could send the most interesting Huskers there, I think Garrett Nelson would still, you know, whatever way you want to rank it. No O'Shawn Mathis? Uh, I mean, no, O'Shawn Mathis would be definitely, I mean, honestly, I'd probably, if we're the most interesting ones, I think you'd send Casey, O'Shawn, and Garrett Nelson. Uh, you could throw Trey Palmer in there too, but I think Garrett definitely has an argument. He's He's been a vocal leader. He's been uh, a guy that's uh, very, uh, I mean, you could kind of see him, him wear his emotions on his sleeves out there. And uh, as as kind of the you know from Nebraska, the Nebraska born and bred guy. So I mean, he makes a lot of sense. Um, and you know, the other guys, it's always good to see them get the nod. Travis Volkolek, uh has been at Nebraska for quite some time here. As somebody points out on the text line, um, not a guy that was originally committed to Nebraska. So it's kind of interesting as you kind of go through that. The offense, what do they have? kind of left is it's because it's just a lot of guys um out of the transfer portal and then you know there's Ramir Johnson who I think they probably could have taken but how but you know I think his his role in the offense a little bit more up for question uh than Travis Volkolek so maybe that makes some sense uh and then Quentin Newsom it's good to see a guy that was um again I thought at times picked on on in the defense last year just because he was the unknown early and then proved himself throughout the season and uh so it's good to see him get that look i just i i think it would be more entertaining and, and more interesting but maybe nebraska's trying to stay away from that this summer right if you bring in uh the guys that we just talked about the trey palmers the O'Shawn mathis um the casey thompson i mean those are guys that haven't played yet in, in a nebraska uniform so naturally where do the questions from the media gear toward, you know, it's not, how did you do against this team? Or how do you feel about playing this team the last couple of years? It gets into NIL and, and that sort of discussion. So maybe um, you're just trying to stay away from that. But I, I do find it interesting, you know, in, in your experience, uh, obviously you, you played, you know, basketball, and, and but you played football at, you know, at a high level too in the high school and could have played further. So you kind of know about in that locker room. Do you think that the quarterback need, do you need a leader at quarterback? Do you need a captain at quarterback, or can you get past that sort of stuff and, and, and you know, kind of have your leadership come from elsewhere? And see, that, that that's 
it's, that's a great one to use me in this specific instance, right? Because when I was playing for the Dallas Mavericks, I wasn't the best player on the team. Uh, I wasn't the best or the most paid, but I just had the probably the most charisma. Hmm. And the media liked talking to me, so they asked for me a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I wasn't dry. I was going to possibly make them laugh or so I don't know yeah, you know there's just something. it was easy to talk I gave probably some depth to it Mike Finley was very quiet um very one two answer and done so they they you know I was able to elaborate a little bit more so they asked for me um so I wasn't the captain of the team it just sometimes that's kind of where the gauge was as far as the media wanting to engage with you. And maybe they, they felt they can get something maybe more out of you, but if you're a tactical thinker, you kind of know where they're trying to lead you into trap or right. something like that. You also want that. You also want somebody that's able to read the room, read where the question is going to and how to tact- tactfully speak without giving either too much information or without giving too much internal data or without giving something to them to be fodder or something like that. Right. right? So you had to play that fine game. Same thing was in, in Milwaukee. Now um, in Milwaukee, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't the highest paid. I didn't play as much. Um, There were times I was six man. There was times I was just didn't play at all, but yet I was a captain. So, Different roles. Yeah. So yeah. you just – we don't know and we can't know specifically unless there's somebody internally that would be able to give us that information, right? Because it really is. It, it's, it could be a lot of different things. It could be that these guys are just like not only leaders, but they're just – they have a little bit more charisma. They're a little bit more engaging. They're a little bit more tactful. It could be that it's just that. It could be, like we said and, 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 and talked about, that um, – the quarterback situation is 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 working. We know still it's Casey Thompson. We haven't heard anything different, but it could be, you know, a tactful thing for the coaching staff not to say he's Gary. You know, he's the locked in guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Type of thing. going into fall going camp, into the fall yeah. camp. You know, he still leads that. So maybe to keep from having that internal strife mentally or whatever the case may be, it it's kind of like you know the horse with the carrot. You know how when they're – that's what they do. Or the yeah. rabbit, right? They put the rabbit out front. They put the blinders on them. They show them enough of the rabbit, and they're like – they let you out of the gate, and they're like, go. That, that's kind of how it can be in a competition, too. You want to still have them chasing the rabbit. Right. You know, you don't want them to be freaking, you know, pouting. And, and this generation is a little bit different. You know, they – you know, they feel they don't got a shot. There's a different feeling in that room as opposed to somebody that feels they got a shot to win, right? Yeah. So it could be that, too. So we just don't know. But the Sarah Heyman text line, I'd love to hear from you and what you think. <laughs> uh, Brian just says, the representation is good, but it makes me a little bit nervous with just one person, person from offense and who's uh, someone that we recruited that we didn't recruit from the get-go. So, I mean, that's that's – that's interesting. I don't know if it uh, says much more about the season than we already knew, um, but it does say something about over the time the, of Frost and, and recruiting and uh, getting this offense ready to go. I mean, you, you look at some of the band-aids that they've 
put on it um, over the years even. It's always a, a new <laughs> – I don't – you know, hopefully it works out well with the new batch of guys they came in, they brought in, but there's always a new receiver that's going to be the next big guy from the JUCOs or um, from out in California or from whatever, whatever school um, other than, you know, Wandale was kind of like a – a guy that you felt like you could mm-hmm. build on, and he mm-hmm. left. So, I mean, stability. And Newsom's the mainstay guy. Right. He's probably the most mainstay of them all. I'm just saying on offense, say. there's not there's not a guy, and that's why we, we kind of think about, like, yeah. who, who do you build yeah. your offense around? And we don't know because there's a, a, a four-way, at least, or, or feels like a four-way running back race. Um, the wide receivers, they've all kind of got their own uh, – experiences and in, 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 in degree of which they were ballyhooed or whatever, but there's, I don't, I don't know who the leading receiver is going to be. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is, is kind of guys moving positions and everybody needs to improve. Clearly Cam Jurgens was the best piece of that. And, and they left yeah, and it was uh, a bad line. You could have um, figured, uh, you know, no, no, he could, but could have. Yeah, been no, maybe Nori would have been a selection, uh, but he's going to be out situation. for the season mm-hmm. now. So, uh, it's just kind of interesting. I, 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 that's why I, I don't know. I mean, if you ask, if I ask you who's going to be the leading rusher this year, you can give me an answer probably. But wh- I mean, to what degree of confidence would you have that? And yeah, this isn't like Lawrence room. Phillips or Amon Green, right, yeah. coming back, right? Or Amir, I mean, or, yeah, or, or, or Rex, or any of those oh, yeah, guys. Yeah. That's just like, hey, this guy's proven. Yeah. Even a couple years ago. Um, you know, even like when he had a Dedrick Mills, it was like he might not have been, a, a, you know, a next level guy, but he was still, uh, you know, you knew what you were going to get from him. You knew that he he started to look good uh, toward the end of his junior season, and you were going to get to see uh, him start and and kind of have the offense built around him. That's why I think going back to Austin Allen, I I would just be fascinated if he came back because then you do Ooh. have a staple of the offense. Ooh. That you can kind of build around, and the defense knows it, and you can kind of use that to your advantage. And I, but Vokalek doesn't fall in that category simply because he hasn't put up the numbers yeah. yet, and it's it's hard to. I mean, that that was a, you know, I know they didn't do well, and the offense didn't score as many points as you'd want them to, and a lot of guys got fired, or whatever. But Sean Beckton did stick around because Austin Allen had a, had a career, or excuse me, a, a school record uh, in in a few different categories that tied in for Nebraska. Did did he make a mistake, Bob? Like, 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 no, don't, don't give me the, the Bach answer like you did on the, uh, you know, the six and six on, on what oh, the record for the Huskers the line, are. Yeah. No, no, don't, don't, no. I need one side. I need you on one side of the fence or the other. Did Austin <laughs> Allen, Sutter Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. I need debate against Bach. Debach the Boxster. Did he make a mistake, Bach? I think that obviously as a Nebraska fan, I'd love to see him back. Ah, see, here we go. <laughs> no, but I'll go this ahead. Is, this is the. I won't go down the middle. I'll say answer. yes. He did make it. Okay, mistake. God dang it. Uh, but it is it is a tough conversation because it's the extra COVID year. It's not like a year that not like he left as a junior to, right. to, to you know and left before graduating or anything. Um, so nil had, money, Bach. Nil money was big. But the other part of that conversation, he got and drafted in the NFL Combine. It was like, okay, and if you do, usually you're drafted. He didn't get drafted. So there's there's like that down the middle, too. Even if you ask if he made a mistake, it's like, well, if you get invited to the Combine, usually that's pretty good. But then, you know, if you throw that out there and toss in, well, he didn't get drafted. And then you say, oh, he absolutely made a mistake. He, he could have came back. It was a deep tight end class. And... You know, for being a local Nebraska guy, having uh, having uh, broke those records, I, I mean, I think the NIL money would have been pretty nice. Facts. 
I think I think those are the decisions I think now. But 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 look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna totally balk you, you know, over the head. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna balk you over the head. Somebody already argued he didn't make a mistake, so there you go. Okay, there you go. But I'm gonna balk him over the head with this one. <laughs> right. So but 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 I, I, I look at it from this standpoint. I I'm not gonna totally be upset with the decision. Here's why. That COVID situation can leave frustration for any and everybody when you're talking about school and when you're so it could go back to that you know the the thing that you really want which is just play football and come in and do your thing play nil and then get the heck out of here that's right yeah <laughs> that's what you want <laughs> but but you know being able to you know to, to factor in all those things you've been here a long time your nfl clock is ticking yeah because it's not it's not the same right they, the younger you are, the better your longevity. I mean, and your your length of service in the NFL is very small. It's like three, four years. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with your talk, your clock ticking, it's understandable, I can say, for him to make this decision as he's approaching that 24, 25-year-old range. Yeah. And he's had this kind of success. You know what? Go ahead and put your foot, your best foot in the game and – and, and and go with it what you know you know so he was I'm leaving, not, I'm he was not leaving hot you know i mean yeah. that was uh, those are good numbers to put up um yeah. to, to add into the nfl the only thing if, if i would have came back because you mentioned it if, if he would have came back and said scott i'm only coming back if you target me every time we get into the red zone or you know just a lot more that's something yeah. i think that with his frame naturally we kind of just thought that makes sense of course and the nil situation would have yeah. to be set up to that where would i help. know you know, yeah. I'm getting. A, but I think that's something that he could have promo or put on tape that he didn't get to put on tape here at Nebraska yeah. that would have really helped him. I mean, that's what you're expecting out of a six eight guy. There, there's guys, there's guys. What's the kid? What's I, help me? Sider Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Um, the guy that was in Minnesota for so for a little while, he was a tight end, big six eight tight end, and he would just like I had him on my fantasy team, and I just cannot remember his name right now. But they used to just throw the ball to him in the red zone, oh, and yeah. he made me so many points because he didn't really make big numbers, but he would get big touchdown numbers because they just would they would give him the rock. Uh, he was with Minnesota, but he's he's still playing, I think. But um, was it Kyle Rudolph? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Kyle Rudolph. They used to just throw it to him in the end zone, and he would just make touchdowns. He wasn't big on, you know. I think he's a free agent now. Is he a free agent now? I believe so. I'd have to double check. Yeah, but yeah, that was all he did. Yeah, that'd that'd work out well. Make 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 me the Kyle Rudolph of the Husker football team, and I'll be all right. Yeah, I come back because you got to think about here's here's the type of decisions I'd be weighing right now with NIL. I would be weighing, okay, if I go in, I get a free agent contract that's going to basically put me uh, on the practice squad, maybe. Um, I'm thinking about okay, maybe a, a signing bonus. I'm looking at ten, maybe twenty thousand, um, to get me to come, and then practice squad. So I'm I'm looking at an NIL deal that's going to put me on par with that, to be able to raise my numbers, and and give me a better chance at landing. Because if I can get fifth round and below, I maybe have a chance. Six rounders, seven rounders do still have a chance, but your 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 percentage of opportunity goes down significantly, right? Uh, unless you just land on the perfect team 
that has a need and a niche for what you do and an injury kicks and you're right there in space, you know, to be able to take advantage. Yeah. But other than that, if you if you at a certain position can get to a spot where you're in that fourth round, yeah, you, you're not guaranteed anything. I mean, you're not even guaranteed anything in a third rounder, you know, but you're out, your, your percentages go up. If I can get NIL money that puts me in a position to do that, I might look at taking a chance yeah, to raise my stock. Yeah. You just wonder how, like you said, with his age, how much his stock would be risen considering yeah. he came off Big Ten uh, tight end of the year, record numbers at Nebraska. Maybe it would be helped to kind of boost those career numbers. Um, but either way, he'll get a shot with the Giants uh, as a free for agent, sure. and, and we'll see uh, if he can make it work. We'll all be cheering for him. Uh, but uh, obviously with now with Travis Volkel, like I'm interested to see if he can take that next step. I mean, because that, that's where you kind of get into this discussion about the new offense. How much I, – I do believe this, that the offense would be – would use the tight end – a lot more with Austin Allen than they will with Travis Vokalek. Now, that's nothing against Vokalek. He's had his his big catches as well. But again, you're talking about a historic tight end in Austin Allen. Um, and you just kind of wonder with, with Vokalek going off to Big Ten media days, you feel like he's the starter. I mentioned this earlier, though. He's kind of their big tight end. He's their blocking tight end. Right. Um, and, and, you know, he can, he can catch downfield too. But their other tight ends, some of them are like 220, 230. You know, mm-hmm. that's about as big as they get. So they're kind of in that more tweener role the Niles um, Paul yeah or you know Chancellor Brewington we'd love to see him go in motion and crack people uh but uh you know I, and I think that's going to give him some versatility too is you, you put a Chancellor Brewington out wide and you can he can run as a receiver it doesn't it doesn't look odd you know if he's in the slot kind of taking uh, a linebacker on in, in a sit down route or something like that or you can audible him in and, and you know or, or and you know and bring him in and um and, and get one of those crack blocks that he likes to get, <laughs> honestly, in motion is probably going to be fun. I just, if I was Nebraska, the I mean, he was so effective at it uh, for goal line carries and stuff like that. I, I, I might consider just constantly having him in motion. <laughs> right. The defense is just scared one way or the other. Right. Like, I hope that guy doesn't come after me uh, because uh, we saw that last year. But I, I, I'm very interested to see what the, the role of the tight end is in the offense. I'm sure Volklick will get a, a lot of looks yet, but talk about a room where you can't afford another injury. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can't do that. I mean, and that's that's been a, a big detriment to the tight end position is that injuries have just totally decimated the full, you know, throttle of what they could have been to yeah. the to the Husker football program, unfortunately. But uh, they've made some of it work, and you know, some of the guys that they've they've had some really good tight ends that have come through here. Just injuries, just some reason that position has just been a a cursed one. Yeah. And Thomas Fedone, likely, if you, if you haven't seen lately, I mean, the rumors have been around for quite some time. Um, I think it was sometime last week did a story with a, a local TV uh, a station, and uh, looks like he's going to be out. It's similar to kind of last year to where um, he might be able to, to, to put himself back in um, maybe the last four games of the year or something like that. But then you, you, you wonder, I mean, because he did get injured again, it's, are, are you rushing yourself too quick? Mm-hmm. Maybe sit this one out get fully healthy for the next season. But he's a guy that was expected to help right away last season as a true freshman, uh, which you don't usually have that expectation. But that's how highly rated he was, how highly regarded he was athletically. Um, and you just wonder if you'll ever ever see that. You start to worry about, you know, a couple injuries can maybe take the, the, the ceiling or the top off of what he could have been. But yeah. uh, hopefully that's not the case. For sure. Hopefully that's not the case. I mean, I really do hope they can get it all ironed out it's right now it's the mystique of it all 
the mystery of it all, not knowing, not being able to see, you know, how much they're going to let us see in the fall. You know, it's yeah. just it's just all these different things is intriguing to me right now. So I'm just I'm just excited that I'm back and I get a chance to take a look on. Hopefully I get a, a look on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we are. We're looking forward to that. Uh, we probably should take a break here. And uh, play some music to get us out of here. Uh, we should take a break, but when we come back, we'll talk. Uh, we've talked Oscars a little bit. Let's talk about if you could take one player to win an NBA title next year, who would it be? I'm not saying build your team for five years down the line. I'm saying to win next year's playoffs. Mm. I'm going to do the same thing with the NFL as well. So that'll, that'll be a fun debate coming up next year on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 